Well, welcome everybody to the Blazer Victory Podcast, episode number 45, our North Texas preview episode. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Steve Irvine. And uh, Steve, before we get started, man, I got to give a quick shout out to somebody, um, and that's my dad uh, celebrating his birthday. Uh, He's listening today, probably uh, September 15th, um, as this is dropping this morning. So dad, I just want to wish you a very quick happy birthday. And uh, hope you enjoy it. But uh, Steve, you doing all right, buddy? I'm doing good. Doing good. And that's great. Good. Happy birthday to your dad. Yes, yes. I'm sure he'd yeah. like to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, we've got a we've got a first conference USA game this Saturday, Steve, against the North Texas Men Green. And um, in a little bit, guys, we're gonna play an awesome interview we had with a uh, Sonoy Valente, who does a great job on the Mean Green Show, which is a North Texas uh, show where they discuss everything North Texas is on YouTube. So give them, um, you know, a, give him a watch on his show. Um, and also make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at uh, Mean Green Show. But definitely enjoyed our interview with Sonoy. And we'll, like I said, we'll play that in a little bit. But Steve, uh, you know, just some early uh, looking at this uh, matchup that we have with uh, North Texas. And, buddy, we <laughs> we ain't playing the Georgia defense again this Saturday. <laughs> Thank the Lord. I know, right? <laughs> and they're, they're South Carolina's problem right now. So uh, that, I know that's right. <laughs> that's, that's that's good. Yeah, I mean that that's the thing. It's you know, um, you know, we moved past that, but you know, uh, fortunately, you don't have to do that again. And uh, you know, obviously, North Texas is playing you know better defensively, I think, than they did you know past couple of years. But uh, but you know, there's still a long way to go for for them defensively. So that's uh, that's good to see. Definitely. And one very quick thing to look at stat wise, you know, for this North Texas mean green is that through two games, I mean, they're, they're giving up a good chunk on the, on the ground in the running game. You know, they're allowing uh, uh, about 243 yards on the ground per game on the defensive side of the ball, which is a very great thing for UAB who as always, you know, we like to go ahead and establish that run game early and uh, get that going to set up some play-action pass and just really help set up the whole offense. So I really do like that matchup, uh, you know, with UAB against North Texas. But as Steve just mentioned, guys, I mean, this North Texas, uh, this ain't the last couple years of North Texas uh, Mean Green defense. You know, last year, unfortunately, we did not get to play North Texas um, because the game was canceled due to COVID issues. Uh, but, um, you know, last year's North Texas defense was pretty much the worst in the country. I mean, they they had now they had the best offense in the country and they still do have a pretty good offense. But that defense was just God awful. So they did go in and uh, make a change on the defensive coordinator. Uh, and they, they do have a new new defensive coordinator this year um, for North Texas. And I believe during uh, Coach Clark's press conference, he actually said that he had um, that he knew this defensive coordinator. Was that or did I hear? that? Yeah, no, no. He, yeah, they're friends. Uh, Phil Bennett. Phil Bennett's been around Bennett, forever. Right. Yeah, he was. He was head coach in the Conference USA, I believe, at SMU. He was head coach. I know he was a, a coordinator um, there, and you know, it was when they're in during the their old uh, Conference USA days. And he's he he's one of the most highly respected uh, you know defensive minds in you know college football. Been around a long time, you know, old, older guy that's been around a long time, and um, you know, he's he's had a lot of success, you know, at at, at places he's been. So. He's um he's gonna improve him. There's no doubt he's gonna improve him. Now now, you know, we talked with Sonoy about it and, and you know, you'll hear that later, but uh, you know, about what you know kind of his uh, what he's brought to that defense, but um, you know, they're better. I mean they're they're better. But you know, um I think 
you know, a huge key, you know, uh, on Saturday is, is winning it up front, you know, um, and on an offense that means, you know, kind of, uh, establishing that running game. I, you know, I kind of, I kind of expect to see that, you know, they kind of went with the pass against Jacksonville state, um, more cause that's just what was, um, you know, that's what they were getting. Right. Um, I sort of expect Saturday to try to, to, you know, truly establish a run. And, you know, and at some point, uh, Dwayne McBride is going to get, you know, 25 carries in a game. You know, I, I, you know, I don't know if he's ready. I don't, you know, I don't know if he's ready for that. You know, we'll see. Um, but at some point they're just kind of ride him. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm, you know, excited to see that. And that could be Saturday. I don't know, you know, uh, but they certainly, um, you know, there certainly is going to happen, uh, you know, when he's ready and, um, you know, we'll see if that's Saturday. And, you know, I think obviously Jermaine Brown and, you know, Lucia Stanley, I think needs to get a few more touches, uh, Definitely. You know, to, to, to do some things, but, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that day when, they just kind of say, you know, okay, here, you know, here, big fella, you, you take the ball to Dwayne McBride, kind of like they did with Spencer. And, right. um, you know, so we'll see. That's impossible Saturday. You never know. And, and I, I did think, you know, and, and you guys, if you haven't already, make sure that you listen to our Georgia game recap episode. You know, I, I know we all know what happened Saturday, but there were some bright spots um, that, you know, we were able to pull out of the Georgia game. And one of those were, and we talked about this too, was Dwayne McBride. You know, he he had 13 mm-hmm. carries for 61 yards, and Steve, he held onto the ball. And, you know, you go back to the Jacksonville State game, and, you know, he still had a good game other than, you know, dropping the ball two times, putting it on the ground two times. And, you know, we talked before that that can almost just be a mental thing. Like, when you have a game like that where you put the ball on the ground two times, you, you just, you know, it's a mental thing. Like, oh, I just know it's going to happen again the next game and then the game after that, like it's just going to keep happening. But he, you know, and I saw the Georgia defenders were, I mean, they knew that going in. So they were trying to strip it from him, but he did a great job handing, uh, holding on to the ball. So definitely expect good things out of Dwayne McBride this Saturday down in Denton, Texas, and also expect some good things from Jermaine Brown, which, you know, Jermaine Brown showed good things, especially in the Jacksonville state game, but also in the Georgia game. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I thought all the running backs played well against Georgia when they, you know, when they had a chance, and obviously, you know, it got out of hand early, and 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 you know, you weren't gonna Georgia. The thing with Georgia, you weren't gonna control the ball by running it. You were gonna no. have some success at times, you know, which they did, but you weren't gonna drive down the field. They knew that Georgia knew that, and that's why right. they lined up to the way they did, and they knew that, um, you know, they knew that they just couldn't control it you know, on the ground. Now with this team, it's possible you can't, you know, now that, you know, obviously Phil Bennett's a smart guy and, <laughs> yeah. and I, you know, I think that he's going to do things, uh, you know, schematically to try to take away the running game, um, first and, and say, Hey, you're going to have to beat us with, you know, with, with the passing game. Um, mm-hmm. but that's where the big guys come in and that's, you know, may, that's where maybe UAB says, okay, you know, you, you, you line up like that. We're going to do this. Let's see who wins. And, uh, you know, it's possible they can, um, they can still run the ball no matter what they do, you know? So, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see now. And it will be a lot easier to do that if, uh, if they're hitting some passes too, you know, if, if they, if they still commit to the run, but Hey, when, when they are throwing the ball, they're getting, you know, having success with it to sort of soften it up and, uh, sort of make, um, you know, make Bennett and, and the and the uh, North Texas folks decide that hey, are, are we going to stick with this, you know, or or you know, do we have to kind of uh, adjust? And 
So, um, you know, we'll see, it'll be a, it, it'll be a, something that I think is kind of a, a work in progress during the game, just sort of the adjustment things are part of it, like it is any game, but, uh, you know, I think this is one that really will be a big adjustment during, you know, during, during the game, seeing what they can do. Right. And I, I definitely agree, Steve. I mean, I definitely see North Texas defense with Bennett just loading the box up and just forcing UAB to throw it to, you know, win. But I go back to the Jacksonville State game because that's kind of what Jacksonville State did. And, you know, Vincent, great game plan going into that game, you know, as offensive coordinator for us. And I think he'll have something schemed up uh, this Saturday because, I mean, you know, the coaching staff has to anticipate that's what they're going to do. Because, I mean, Jacksonville State did it and Georgia did it. Um, right. Georgia was talented enough to kind of drop some safeties back. But um, North Texas, I mean, right. they're really going to load that, that front line. Well, they were they were ta- they were you know talented enough to drop them back. But what they were talented enough to do was was able to just cover man, you know, yeah. just say, okay, we're going to drop these guys back and we're going to cover man right here, right. and and you're not going to beat us. And and they didn't, you know. Uh, but you know, obviously, I don't think that you know you're not facing the same cornerbacks this week as you as you faced, you know, last week. Just because I mean they're the number two team in the country. Not that the North Texas corners are bad. It's just, you know, they're, they're not Georgia's. And uh, right. so, you know, I do, I do think this, I do think that um, there's going to be s- some points early in the game that, 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 uh, you know, Tyler will try to, you know, they'll try to get some hit, hit a downfield throw, because I think that's one thing with Tyler, when he, when he gets, um, if he can hit something early, Get that confidence going. Uh, yeah, a lot of the times he, he, you know, he he gets on a roll, you know, um, and I mean you've seen that a lot of times with him. If they can get some early, so I think they'll take a shot or two early. Uh, but I, I, but I do think that, um, I mean, I, I would, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if, if you know, they're they're working a lot this week and 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 uh, on on really really establishing the run, you know, offensively because you know that. That keeps your offense on the field. That wears you down. It keeps, you know, a pretty, pretty uh, dangerous North Texas offense on the sideline. Right. Um, you know, and and uh, so, you know, we'll we'll see. You know, we'll see what um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, what uh, what happens once once we kick it off on Saturday. Definitely. Well, let's go ahead and switch it over to the North Texas offense and talk about them for a little bit. Now they're led by a new quarterback this year, uh, Jace Reuter who I uh, did transfer over from North Carolina. And I mean, he's been up and down um, through two games. He's uh, just thrown for 366 yards and two interceptions and one touchdown. So he has been a little suspect, um, but I mean, he's still very talented. And, you know, as uh, Sonoy mentioned in the interview, you know, he can uh, run it, run the ball well too. Um, so that'll be something that UAB will have to keep an eye on. But um, in the backfield, um, if he if he's playing, which I, I anticipate he'll play, but DeAndre Torrey for North Texas, I mean, this guy's a stud. I mean, this guy, he can carry the rock, he can, you know, catch it out of the backfield. They they move him over to slot receiver some. Um, so definitely we'll definitely have to uh have eyes on him uh during this game, Steve. Yeah, and you know, I think um one thing I'm really looking forward to see is uh, if if UAB's front, you know, if the front seven and and really, you know, with their safety support too, can uh, continue to play the run as well as they have in the you know the first two games because you know I thought they really played, you know, as bad as last Saturday was, you know, I thought they did a good job against the running game, uh, right. you know, now <laughs> passing game they didn't, but uh, no. but against the running game I thought they did and certainly did against Jacksonville State so. 
you know, I, I think that uh, if, as long as uh, they can, you know, win the line of scrimmage again, you know, I, I think that, you know, the one thing Tory's one of those, you know, he's not the, he, he's not a powerful guy, but he's, but he's, you know, he's smaller, uh, but I think he can run through, you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, he's fast and, you know, you think like he's only, you know, he's only a guy that can try to run away from you, but I think he can run through you a little bit too. And, mm-hmm. and he's a guy who's had, you know, he's played, he's had a lot of, a lot of time there. He's never been the number one guy and he wouldn't have been the number one guy this year with, you know, if Oscar Attaway would have stayed healthy or right. would, would, was healthy, but, um, but they, you know, as you'll hear later with, uh, with Sonoy, you know, they were going to do some different things with him. Um, but, um, but I mean, I think he's certainly a dangerous guy. He's, you know, he's leading the conference in, in rushing yards right now. And, and, uh, so, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, for him and, and their sake, he's, he's healthy and I, you know, I hope he plays. I mean, I hope he's, hope he's okay. Uh, cause you know, I don't want to see anybody hurt or anybody miss time, you know, right. um, you know, uh, but you know, and, 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 and the thing is that they don't really, they, they haven't really had a, anybody consistent behind him, you know, not that they've, anybody's had a lot of chances behind him, but, you know, I think that they'll, they really, if, you know, if he's, if he's limited or out, then that's really going to hurt him because they don't have, you know, guys that are proven behind him. So, you know, we'll see now, now it, it does help in the running game. If, you know, if Jace Reuter, um, you know, he can, he can hurt you with his legs, you know, like you said, and, 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 and you'll hear Sonori talk about, um, so, you know, they might have to go a little bit more with that if, um, you know, if, if Tory is limited. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, again, it's a, it's a chess match, um, you know, and, and they've proven, they have the proven ability to, uh, you know, I think they've gained over 500. Well, I know they give gained over yeah. 500 yards in each game, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so this is a guy, this is a team that is going to put up some stuff. Now they gained a lot of yards against SMU, but you know, that, you know, they, they were, they were not very good on third down. Um, I think they only converted a th- three or four, and I, th- I don't think they converted a single one in the first half. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, had some penalties, a lot of penalties, and and some turnovers. And and so, right. you know, when you when you have over 500 yards in offense and only 12 points and, and one touchdown, that's not good. You know, so right. um, you know, so that's something they've got to clean up a, a little bit. But that you know, it just shows that they can uh, they can move the ball and and they're dangerous. Definitely. And they were also 0 for 4 on fourth down um, attempts as well. So they just really, really uh, struggled, especially when that offense hit the red zone. Um, they got two early field goals in the first half. Now, they were only down 7 to 6 at the half to SMU, but did end up losing uh, 35 to 12. Uh, one thing, Steve, that you know we that you definitely hit on in our Georgia recap episode that we need to see, and we need to see our defensive linemen in the backfield um, just disrupting the pass game and getting to the quarterback and getting a sack, man, I want to see at least two or three sacks this week because I don't think – we haven't had one yet, have we? No, no, only one or two teams in, in the conference that, that don't have a sack. And that's that's very unlike, uh, you know, Bill Clark and David Reeves, you know, Nick Gentry and those guys. That, you know, one thing that they that uh, they hang their hat on and one thing that they're that is a very important part of this defense is, is getting, you know, getting to the quarterback. And uh, just really hadn't had a whole lot of – uh, you know, and we talked about this before. I think a lot of it in the Jacksonville State game was, um, you know, was, was just the way that what they were doing with the quick game. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but they they've got they've got to do a they've got to start that you know make that happen because that's that's what's made them such a great defense the last you know f- since the return is is you know they they just 
get after people. And, and you look at, you know, I go back to, uh, you know, the, uh, just, just say that the Mason fine games, when they played Mason fine, mm-hmm. generally in, in, you know, a lot, a lot of times it seemed like in the first half, they didn't, they didn't get to him as much. And, and he had a lot of success, you know, particularly the game in, you know, in 18 at, uh, you know, at Legion field, right. um, had a lot of success. And then starting with that sack that, that Marino had, you know, for the safety, they really started getting after him after that. And he became a different quarterback, you know, I mean, he became, a, uh, you know, almost a human quarterback where in the first half, it looked like he was a machine, you know? And yeah. so, so I think that that, um, anyone, that's just one game, for example. And I think that that's, um, one thing that, uh, when they're, when they're really getting after guys that, that really, you know, that, that really changes things, you know? And, um, you know, which is, I mean, that's not a mystery. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just <laughs> what it is. But, um, you know, got to get, got to find the way to get that and start making that happen. And if it, if it means you, you've got to change up some things you're doing and bring pressure in different ways with different guys, then do it, you know. Um, and, and so, you know, I think that that's, that's certainly um, something that they're, you know, focusing on. And, um, and, and I think it'll happen. Uh, hopefully it'll happen this week. Yeah, I hope so. I hope we can get a couple. Um, but just watching the game film from the North Texas SMU game, Steve, I do. The one thing that I noticed is that their center, who is a veteran center uh, for North Texas offensive line, but he had a two or three bad snaps in the SMU game. So, uh, I mean, I, I like our defensive line, so maybe we can do some shifting, maybe without barking out signals or anything. But if we can do some shifting yeah. around and uh, maybe confuse him and maybe, you know, force some quick – quicker than normal snaps or something. I definitely like us to get in that backfield and, and we should, I mean, you know, just what you said earlier, the Jacksonville state game, they were rolling a uh, Cooper out real quick. They were doing some quick passes. So we really, I mean, there were times we could have got to him, but a lot of times the ball was already out by the time um, we got to the backfield. You know, the Georgia game, obviously, I mean, they had a really talented offensive line. It's an SEC school. You know the deal. Um, but here, this is a great opportunity for the defensive line to show how dominant they are, especially in this conference, in Conference USA, and get to the quarterback early and often and just, you know, rattle Rooter and just make his life hell. I mean, and, and they are very capable of doing that. And I, I definitely – I can almost guarantee that we're getting at least one sack, but I hope we get a couple sacks this Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. I mean, I think I think they're gonna get after him, and I think they're gonna be some some sacks, and and uh, hopefully it's multiple, and uh, and and even if it's not sacks, I mean, I I mean, yeah, we definitely need a sack or two, uh, or some, but but I also want to see a lot of hurries and just things yes. like that because we really hadn't seen a whole lot of that either, and and um you know a hurry, a lot of times is is you know it's going to get you out the field if you you know it's it might not you know get it you know you know yardage at that point but it, it'll get you out the field a lot of times because that'll that forces a mistake errant throws throwing the ball away just different things like that and um so you know we'll see you know and 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 i mean i'm also looking forward to see how how the defensive how the secondary responds you know to, yes. to, to a really bad week and you know I, I like the way that um you know the things that uh starling thomas had to say uh you know uh on, on during the press conference on monday he was one of the players that they had up there i mean he seems like there's a um they realize how much they struggle but there's still confidence there and i and i like that and there should be this is a this is still a good backfield they they made did not have a good day and um but but it's still a good secondary and and they know that so 
I'm really looking forward to see how they respond to, um, you know, to, to a bad game and also how they respond to, you know, a, a good, uh, you know, a well-planned, you know, a North Texas offense. I mean, that, you know, they do some things to you that, um, you know, with, uh, you know, a lot of the short game and just different stuff, you know, running guy, they're going to have a lot of, you know, jet sweep and jet sweep looks and guys moving. And, uh, you know, so they're, they're going to have a lot of eye candy stuff and, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see, you know, cause that was one problem obviously last week. I thought, you know, assignments, uh, mm-hmm. w- you know, were, 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 uh, certainly a problem for the secondary. So, you know, that's going to be very important to play your assignments this week, uh, you know, and, and just be disciplined on what you're doing. And, and, um, and, and, you know, I think it is a disciplined secondary just, you know, for, for whatever reason they, you know, they just had some bus and different things that, that, um, you don't want to do uh, against Georgia, but I think they'll respond to it. Yeah, I think they will, and I think they'll be ready. Um, but for those that are new to Conference USA, I mean, this is a Seth Luttrell offense for North Texas. So you know you know, they're going to be good, they're going to be talented, and they're going to be prepared. I mean, this team you know, already is averaging, like Steve mentioned earlier, over 500 yards of offense, 283 through the air, and 233 on the ground. Um, so really, really talented offense and a defense that's, making some progress um, for North Texas. Um, but definitely can't wait to uh, see our guys uh, down in Denton, Texas this Saturday. This is going to be a night game at 6.30 p.m. Central Time kickoff, and it will be televised on Stadium. Um, you can watch it for free on their app if you have a Roku or uh, Apple TV or a Fire Stick. Just pull up the Stadium app, and you can watch it for free. But also make sure you get your radios out or your iHeartRadio app out. And it's starting at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. You can listen to David Crane, Steve Irvine, Trey Ragland, Landrum Roberts um, on the call um, for the UAB North Texas game. And Landrum will get it started at 5.30. Um, but definitely looking forward to seeing what happens this Saturday. Um, but without further ado, we're going to go ahead and uh, roll the clip of our interview with Sonoy uh, for you guys. But, you know. Go Blazers, as always, and we'll be back for an instant reaction recap after the game. Well, welcome back, everybody, on the Blazer Victory Podcast. We are joined by Sonoy Valente, who does a great job covering uh, North Texas and recruiting and also some G5 on his show, The Mean Green Show, which you guys I definitely recommend you checking out on YouTube and definitely going ahead and giving him a follow on Twitter at Mean Green Show. But Sonoy, how are you doing this evening, buddy? Man, I'm doing really good. And first and foremost, you know, thank you guys for having me on and uh, looking forward to it. And, you know, I'm just I'm really just thankful that it's football season more than anything else. How about you guys? Yes, I'm doing good. Steve, you still doing good up there, man? Yeah, yeah, I'm still I'm I'm still here doing good. And I agree. Sonoy. I mean, the fact I mean, this seems like a uh, a normal football season, too, compared to what we had last year. You know, I mean, you know, at least so far, I mean, God willing, but uh you know, so it's kind of nice to see fans back in the stands and uh, just, you know, kind of business as usual a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, definitely a brush of fresh, fresh air. And I feel like we are all holding our breath that it stays that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knocking on wood and crossing, yeah. our, crossing our fingers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah well, 
Sonoy, let's talk about this uh, 2021 uh, Mean Green squad. <laughs> I, I do know that the Mean Green is coming off of a uh, tough loss to a rival, uh, SMU, uh, the SMU Mustangs, 35 to 12. Um, but, you know, I, I was on your show earlier, and, you know, I, you know, after getting to rewatch the whole game, I honestly felt that North Texas, um, you know, played pretty well for at least uh, three of the four quarters. Um, obviously, you know, the uh, Mustangs kind of pulled away uh, in the fourth quarter by getting a couple touchdowns and making the uh, making a 23 point game. But honestly, man, I, what were your impressions from the SMU game? Yeah, well, you know, obviously, obviously a lot of the fans of North Texas, they're, you know, quick to to jump on the the bash, you know, Coach Latrell train or whatever that case is, just from the standpoint of, you know, how can we be so excited over a loss? You know, we're just sick of all these moral victories and, and blah, 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 which I, I do get what they're saying. I really, truly do. And um, I, I'm not happy that we lost by any means. But, you know, just the way that we played against SMU was kind of refreshing to me. I thought it was going to be a lot worse. And, you know, I thought it was going to be a lot worse a lot sooner, too. So, you know, although, you know, SMU did cover with a 21 or 22, whatever the point spread was, they, they did you know, cover that, obviously, I thought it was going to be, again, a blowout from the first quarter. And, you know, so I'm, I'm feeling kind of somewhat optimistic, just from the, the way that our defense played, um, you know, as, as well as Jace Reuter. And, you know, I know, it's kind of a, I may be expounding off your original question. But, um, you know, just the way he played against SMU was better than he played against, you know, Northwestern State, which SMU is a significant, you know, jump up in talent from Northwestern state, obviously. Right. Right. And so I, I'm feeling like, you, you know, we're, it, the season is not over yet. A lot of the North Texas fans are kind of already, Oh, you know, woe is us, you know, it's, it's over. And I, I, I don't agree with that. And I, I think there's still a lot to be optimistic about and, and especially in these next two games against you guys, as well as Louisiana tech. Definitely. And I mean, I think that, you know, overall, the defense played a lot better um, against SMU. And, you know, you go back to uh, last year's uh, Mean Green defense and it really did a couple years before under Seth Luttrell. And I mean, that that was one of the reasons why that North Texas wanted to make that change in the defensive coordinator. Um, but talk a little bit about how impressed you were with that defense against SMU, because to me, on my end, I mean, especially the front seven, I mean, they they look pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah, that was by far the most impressive thing was the defense. And if the defense has to carry this team to, you know, six, seven, eight wins, I am all for that. If we're going to be a defensive team, if we're, I mean, that, that's very not like North Texas's MO. We're kind of the opposite, um, right. you know, kind of an offensive, you know, we put a bunch of a big numbers up, but can't really do anything on the defensive end. But if that's going to flip, and again, if this defense can lead us to, like I said, six, seven, eight wins, I'm all for that. And yes, I'm extremely excited about how they played against SMU. And I think SMU debatably might be the best offense we face this year. I know we have Liberty coming up on our schedule. We also have Missouri. Uh, Missouri, obviously, being an SEC team, they're just probably going to be able to outbody us. But from the from the standpoint of just having that electricity and that, that that knockout punch if you will at the ability to, to make a, a big play out of nowhere with Tanner Mordecai in that loaded receiver room with um Reggie Robertson and and amongst others and uh, as well as the running back 
I think our defense played extremely well, held them at the, at the first half. It was seven, six. And, you know, at the end of the half and our offense really didn't do, Oh, I'm you're going to hear me speak out of both sides of my mouth on this podcast. So just buckle up for that. But from one standpoint, our offense definitely didn't help them out too much. You know, there was um, a lot of short fields that the defense had to, you know, make, make a lot not happen, if you will, you know, prevent SMU from getting on the board with, with not a whole lot of field to, to work with, to defend. So, yes, I mean, I think our, our defensive line is probably our strong suit. I think they showed that against SMU even more so than they maybe did against Northwestern State from the standpoint of, you know, getting him Tanner Mordecai's face, making him uncomfortable and, you know, just kind of causing some havoc at, at, during um, certain points of the game. And, you, you know, I mean, our secondary played pretty well against, again, against that star-studded receiver room that SMU has. So, um, yeah, really, really excited about how the defense played and, you know, against, again, against a very high-powered SMU offense. How, how much of that is is just um, Phil Bennett and just, just kind of the change and, you know, the, I, I, just a different attitude, I guess. Um, you know, how, how much of, of that and, and how much do you think it's going to take for – for the defense to, you know, to fully be comfortable in, 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 you know, in a new system? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, you know, I don't know how much of that is. I mean, it's probably, I guess, 80% Phil Bennett because we had pretty much all the same guys aside from a few transfers last year. So I think it's just, you know, Coach Bennett bringing a lot of experience, obviously head coaching experience, defensive coordinating experience at, at very high levels. So I think just that confidence and I've, I haven't spoken with coach Bennett ever, but all the things I hear from players of like, he's up there in age. He's, I think, you know, maybe 67, something like that, but they say he has a lot of energy. He loves the game. I mean, he doesn't really need a paycheck, I guess you could say. So he's kind of just doing this out of, you know, just the love of it. And I think just that passion um, really just drives the way he coaches and uh, uh, it seems to be anyway has that had that has this defense on a really really good track so far. So I think Phil Bennett, you know, is is due a, a ton of credit, just just a ton. And I'm sorry, Steve. What was that second question you had? No, I mean I think that's just kind of just just to, oh, oh just kind of how long do you think it's going to take for this defense to really settle in? You know, because it's one thing to you know play to play well early on, but a lot of times when you make a change, it kind of takes you a little while to you know, truly, truly settle in to, uh, you know, what the new guy, you know, kind of a new look type of thing. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's a great point. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think these next two games, the time will kind of tell um, because after UAB, then we have Watek, then we go to Missouri and I just don't really know what to expect from Missouri as far as just, you know, I don't think that's kind of, to a lesser scale, but kind of like you guys against Georgia, I don't think that is a telltale sign of your guys' team. And I don't think what we do against Missouri anyway will be a telltale sign of our team. But what we do against UAB as well as La Tech, I think that will be really kind of like the the tell factors of what this season will look like and um, how our defense, again, will gel, you know, as far as, you know, week three, week four going on with the season. So I would say hopefully no later than La Tech – that we're firing on all pistons from the defensive side, which, you know, again, from the SMU game, it doesn't look like we're too far from that aside from, you know, probably cleaning up that run defense game uh, quite a bit, but 
Yeah, and they're going to need yeah. to do that for UAB. I, I was just about to mention that, you know, giving up um, almost 300 yards to an FCS team to Northwestern State and then, uh, you know, the run defense against SMU uh, was a little better but still giving up over 225 yards. Um, North Texas is definitely uh, going to need to uh, step that up if they want a shot against uh, UAB's uh, powerful run game. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely the Achilles heel currently of, of the defense is run defense. Now, uh, Sonoy, on the offensive side of the ball, um, can you talk a little bit uh, to Blazer fans about Jace Bruder and just uh, tell us, you know, what to expect? I mean, I know he's this is only going to be his third game with uh, North Texas, but I believe he transferred over from, uh, was it North Carolina that he transferred over from? Yes, he was. Um, yeah, so Jace, he was um, pretty high highly rated four star coming out of Kansas, went to North Carolina, had a, had a really long list of offers coming out of high school, was in a, in a tightly contested battle with Sam Howell for a, for a while. Uh, then obviously Sam Howell, you know, won the job, which Sam Howell, right. um, yeah. you know, is a top, I mean, he isn't out to the greatest of seasons this year, but still probably a top five quarterback in the country. And so really not a huge knock on Jace to lose out to a guy like that. And then after that, um, he really got bit by the injury bug. I think he, he he had a broken leg at UNC, North Carolina, as well as I believe a collarbone. I think he had two years of injury, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. But anyway, moral of the story is was there, lost to Sam Howell, then you know got bit by the injury bug, you know, with all that. Uh, tr- decides to transfer out. He was not here for spring ball for us, so he still learning this offense on the fly, but he's a really athletic guy. And I've kind of spoke on my own show about kind of, I mean, you never really want a quarterback to really want to, you know, one read run. You know what I mean? I mean, I kind of, and not a knock on Jason Bean, but I, I kind of felt like we had something like that in Jason Bean last year. Yeah. And he, I mean, he was super athletic. So, I mean, I understand the comfort in taking it off um, or taking off, but Jace, he's, been looking to pass and he doesn't have a crazy amount of rushing yards. And even against Northwestern state where I feel like he could have put up a a good amount of rushing yards if he just wanted to take off. But so I think he's looking to pass. He's trying to go through the route tree, his progressions and just using his athleticism as a, a last resort, which I like. And um, hopefully that we can see, you know, some, some, some things cleaned up that I, that I'm kind of chalking up to him just, you know, this is only his second collegiate start was SMU in his entire career. So I'm hoping that he just continues to trend upwards. Well, with, with him, you know, I mean, could you see him being a, you know, with his athleticism, uh, I mean, you can, you can game plan his running game into it more depending on what the defense is, you know, depending on who you're playing. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's one of those things when you have a guy that with talent, you know, running talent like that, even though right now he's, he's more of a, you know, he's trying to work his passing game more, but if, if somebody comes in and, and, and plays a particular defense, is he the kind of guy that, that you can for that game sort of turn him more into a runner or, or, or use that part of his game in, in that particular game? I believe so. I mean, we haven't seen that yet uh, in his collegiate career. He just hasn't really been given the opportunity to, to display that. But if you look at his high school film, he uh, like, and he he will even say this. I mean, he he uh, came on the show with me, and we we got to talk a lot and do a little interview, a little bit of an interview there. But he um, 
he, he even said, you know, he was playing against Kansas guys, not really known for the greatest athletes in the world. And again, like I said, this guy is an athlete. He's like about 6'3", uh, 220, and he's built well. So in his high school film, man, he was he was running all over those guys. And he, um, you know, and he was passing as well. But so I, I can't really speak on that from a collegiate standpoint. We haven't seen it yet. But going off his high school film, yeah, I don't think he's a real stranger to tuck and run it. And if he's getting good gains, then yeah, I think he could be a quarterback that could definitely put up a hundred yard rushing game if if that's what you know if that's what was called to be necessary. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, offensively. Uh, there's some, some, you know, hell, some, some guys that are banged up a little bit with DeAndre Torrey and Tommy Bush. And, you know, what, what do you, how, what, it, it, I guess, best guess right now, how healthy do you think uh, the offense is going to be on, uh, on, on Saturday? Yeah. Well, this is not a new injury, but I, I just want to talk about it anyway. But the loss of Oscar Attaway was kind of a twofold loss for us. Right. One, he was, he was just, everyone was just raving about him. He was going to be our starting running back. Um, and he tore his, I believe his ACL in a no contact drill in practice. So just real horrible luck of the draw there. While, that, while that's kind of a twofold loss is Tory, our now starting running back, he was going to be the H back and work out in the slot a lot, which he's very productive there. So after we lost Attaway, we had to move Tory to running back. And Tory, uh, we had another guy who we lost due to some uh, eligibility reason he has to sit out a year, but that's Logan Wilson. He was going to be our probably our main return man at kick return and punt return. He did that for K-State, um, a, a previous school he was at. So now Tory, our starting running back, is our starting kick returner and our starting punt returner. I hate seeing that from a UNC fan's perspective. I don't want to see our starting running back get worked that, that much. I mean, that's just not sustainable. Right. But um, So anyway, we had to move Tory to the running back spot. And he's and because of the loss of Logan Wilson, he's our kick returner and punt returner as it sits now. In the SMU game, yeah, like you were touching on, he got nicked up. He he left the game, didn't come back. Tommy Bush as well. He left early, didn't come back. I um, you know, I don't know if I want to give away the farm and you know what they're trying to do per se, but I, I'm not really expecting to see Tommy. I I mean, maybe we will, maybe we won't. And if we do, I think it'll be very limited, if if at all. Um, Tory, I think comes back. And hopefully he can be the the bell back he's been the last two games, and because we we need him, and um, you know he's a pretty vital piece to this offense. Definitely, and also not to mention too, but you know before the season even starts, uh, you know you lose Trey Siggers over to Arrival mm, at SMU yeah. too, so. Um, and, I just think they're asking a lot on DeAndre Torrey. <laughs> absolutely, and, and sorry, so you brought up Siggers, so I got to comment on that a little bit. I believe, and it's not a knock on Siggers, I believe Siggers left to SMU because of Oscar Attaway. Siggers was on his last year. Um, he saw the animal that Attaway was. He's just like, you know what? I don't want to back up someone that's significantly younger than me. And then I, who would even know how much I'll back him up because we have Tory as well. So he went to SMU. It is maybe a lateral move. Like maybe if he's going to be a backup, he'd rather be a backup at SMU. I don't know. Then it's just ironic. We lose Attaway, and we could have mm-hmm. totally used Siggers back in the fold. But anyway, that, that, 
Just kick yeah. me while I'm down, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, um, very quickly, uh, Sonoy, can you – because, you know, we, we all know the uh, Jalen Darden of old. Um, who's stepping up in that receiver position? I mean, I know you mentioned that Tory is running the slot a little bit, but who's going to be that number one guy for Blazer fans to look for on Saturday? Man, it's, it's, it's looking like this guy named Roderick Burns. Roderick Burns, he had a, a really good game against Northwestern State – I personally didn't really put too much stock into it because, again, it's Northwestern State. Right. Robert Burns is a walk-on right now. He's a preferred mm-hmm. walk-on in his third year or something. But against Northwestern State, he had six receptions for 114 yards and a touchdown. Again, didn't put too many, didn't put too much stock into that because, again, it's Northwestern State. However, in SMU, he again is our leading receiver with 12 receptions, 141 yards, no touchdowns, but still very much involved in the offense. Part of that might be due to the fact that Shorter was a little dinged up, I believe, game one. Um, He came back for this game, and he was our second leading receiver. Also, another receiver we have that is, I don't know how much he'll play this week, is Deontay Simpson. Um, He he was our number two guy last year with Darden because Shorter went down um, early in the season with a leg injury. So I don't know if Simpson will be back. But regardless of who's back or who's not back, Roderick Burns is a name you probably want to circle because he's been producing for us, uh, you know, now two games and they ranted and raved about him during fall practice. So it's kind of looks, looks like that's kind of translating to the game weeks. Another one who we haven't really seen too much of, but he just, he has, he's got lightning abilities. Lorenzo Thompson, he had one jet sweep against SMU for 30 something yards, but they haven't really got him involved too much in the passing game. I'm hoping that changes because, again, he just he just has that kind of he kind of has that Darden esque to him of just like just just that flash, you know, and just making people miss. So we'll see. But I think the one that you could probably count on here is Roderick Burns as, and probably Jair Shorters as the the second tier target for now. Nice. Well, Steve, do you have any other questions for Sonor? No, I think I'm good. I appreciate uh, appreciate everything you, you you you've done for us here. Uh, you really uh, really great insight on on North Texas, and uh, I'll tell you, I, I'm really looking forward to Saturday night. Definitely, definitely echo what Steve just said, Sonoy. And guys, if you haven't already, make sure and go check out Sonoy's uh, Mean Green show, which is on YouTube. He does a fantastic job. Um, you know, him and Miles will come on, um, you know, and talk North Texas uh, football as well. But definitely uh, give them a watch and also make sure you're following Sonoy on Twitter at Mean Green Show. Um, but thanks again, Sonoy, for hopping on with us. Yeah, absolutely. And go Mean Green. <laughs> well, Blazer fans, uh, me and Steve uh, will be back um, in just a couple of days after the game. Um, look for maybe Monday morning for us to do an instant reaction recap on the North Texas UAB game. But in the meantime, guys, go Blazers.